0: Digital. Jaguars. Jaguars, digital Jaguars, drive time. Brian Sexton, John O'Shaughnessy, Ashley Sullivan. Jaguars, drive time starts right now.
1: Good morning. Happy Monday. Welcome into Jaguars, drive time. We are and we are ready for the second half of the season coming off the bye week here on Jags Drive Time. I'm here with Brian Sexton and John Osier. Brian, are we rested? Are we relaxed? Are we refreshed?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, last week, you know, working from home where there's really not a lot of work to do, it was, um, it was nice. It was steady. Uh, you know, a little here, a little there. I think I got ahead for the next couple weeks. People may not know I'm a type A personality. I have a to-do list. I'm constantly checking things and trying to move ahead, make sure I'm ahead on things where I can be. So I feel like I'm ahead for the next two
3: weeks, and that's always a good feeling.
1: Indeed. John, how's the to-do list looking?
3: Uh, the to-do list is in good shape. I still have a dog vet visit at some point this week, but uh, uh, <laughs> other than that, we're in good shape. So I'm, uh, I'm raring to go, Schlint.
1: Love to hear it, the enthusiasm is here this morning. And if you guys did not know, a lot of news happened during the bye week. So let's get to it. Big thing one is quarterback. So this happened while we were away. Garter Minshew has suffered three fractures and a sprained ligament in his right thumb, reported by Adam Schefter and Ian Rapoport last week in his throwing hand. So obviously this is a major big deal. Believed he will be inactive on Sunday, which means Mike Glennon and Jake Lute compete this week at practice. For the starting job one will start one will back up is to be believed so this is major news this week that we will talk much more about big thing two is quarterbacks plural lamar jackson josh allen joe burrow you get the point the afc is loaded with exciting young quarterbacks the jaguars have to get theirs so we've talked about this in the past we're going to talk about it in the future we're going to talk about it today this is major news for the jaguars and finally big thing three is Marone Magic question mark. What can he pull out of his hat to ignite this this team after the bye week? Fired up last week when we spoke to him, every game is the most important game of his career going forward, he said. He said he's gonna change some things up the second half of the season. So let's go back up to the top. Big thing one, the quarterback, Gardner Minshew suffered injuries in his throwing hand. Said that it happened week two against Houston and it was kind of a miscommunication with the team on when it happened. And why Gunner wasn't more vocal at the start. But, Brian, this week at practice, you have Jake Luton and Mike Glennon at quarterback fighting for the starting job. How do you see this shaking out?
2: Well, so, Ash, if if I could be the coach or the general manager, I'd want to be the general manager. I'd want to be the guy making the big-picture decisions. And this is a really big-picture decision. Mike Glennon in his time in the NFL has been a consistent backup. That's what he is. This is his fifth NFL team in his eighth NFL season. You know what he is. Now, Jake Luton flashed a little bit during whatever preseason there was. We didn't get to see him any games, so flash is a relative term. I, I'd put him out there. I'd want to see what he is. It still wouldn't stop me. I am convinced you cannot take me otherwise down another road the Jaguars will use their highest draft choice on a quarterback next, was it April or May? I don't know whether they pushed it back or where it is. Next spring, they will use a draft pick on a quarterback. And we'll talk about it in Big Thing Two, you gotta have your quarterback. Um, but I, I, no offense, if I'm the coach, I wanna win, so maybe I lean towards Mike Glennon, but I just told you I would rather be the general manager and I would rather see what I have and position myself to be able to make a good decision in the spring next year. So I say I say you go with the kid from Oregon State.
1: No, and I'm with you and you say no offense, but John, I keep going back to training camp. We were talking at times that Jake Luton threw the best ball and at times looked like the most exciting quarterback. We didn't get to see him in preseason, but there were many days in a row where he was the buzz of camp. So you say no offense, but John, it almost at times looked like he is the best option.
3: I'd be stunned if it's not Jake Luton on Sunday. I, I just don't see a scenario where coach, GM, whatever you are, doesn't make sense. And Schlen, we all talked about it. If you had just walked out to practice during training camp and had no idea, taking the numbers off, taking the jerseys off, had no idea who was supposed to start, you would have assumed that Jake Luton was the starter and the best quarterback in camp. Now, that doesn't mean it translates to the field and all that, but. Um, you know, I think it will be Jake Luton Sunday. And I think there's a very good chance it'll be Jake Luton the rest of the season. I, I don't see any point in going to Glennon. If you're saying no offense, it's no offense to Glennon, who is a NFL quarterback for a long period of time. But you know what he is. So, uh, you know, competition, I don't know how you compete in two days for the job. I, th- I think that's something they need to say. Uh, but... <laughs> I would be surprised if it's not Jake Luton on Sunday, Schlen. And here we're going to hear from Shalane, Hed- if I can Go ahead, Brian. Sorry. Here's here's where they could be better with Luton.
2: Um, after the game, the Wednesday after the game in Cincinnati, Jay Gruden let us in. If, if people were listening closely, you know, they heard they they heard between the lines, if you will, uh, that the quarterback that was playing at the time, Gardner Minshew, uh, is short and struggled in that game to see what was going on. And I thought there were times in the game against the, uh, the Chargers in Los Angeles that he struggled to see what was going on, held the ball too long because he was trying to decipher what was going on around him where he couldn't see. This kid, Luton, is big. I mean, he's nearly six foot seven, and has a big arm to go with it. He'll be able to see what's going on down the field. Now, again, he's, he's never played in an NFL game preseason or otherwise so to expect big things from him is probably too big of a concept uh too big of an ask but you may see him get rid of the ball quickly and identify receivers faster because he has that advantage of six or seven inches on Gardner Minshew
1: you're right Brian he is the prototypical body of an NFL quarterback and we mentioned that he has no game experience and John I hate to look at it this way, but at times it is true with this losing record and you look at Jake Luton and it's almost like, what do you have to lose? Like, go put him out there, go see what happens. I know that's not the correct way to look at it, but that's what I keep thinking is you might as well put him out there and see what happens.
3: Oh, I'm not sure there is another way to look at it. I I think you're fine. I don't think you have to go to sleep with guilt tonight for saying it, Shalynn. I think you're fine with it. (laughs) It's, uh, I don't know, you know, you're one and six. You've lost six straight games. The defense has struggled, but the offense has also struggled. The, I mean, you know, the offense has struggled at key times. We've all talked about it. Um, I, you know, The kid's got a, a very good arm. Uh, people in the Pac-10 thought he was under-drafted. They thought that he was a NFL quarterback who got overlooked a little bit. Look, Gardner Mitchell was a six-round pick. This kid's a six-round pick. There's no... Law that says he can't be good. Let's see what he's got. And yes, Glenn, what do you have to lose? You're one in six.
1: Go for it. Now, Brian, this is looking way, way, way in advance. But what if Jake Luton comes out here, lights it up a little bit of like we saw with Minshew Magic when he went in for Nick Foles? Then what happens? Then maybe you have somewhat of an answer at quarterback. But I know you're going to say you still have to draft a quarterback. No matter what, if Jake Luton looks like the best quarterback in the NFL, you still have to address that the offseason.
2: Yeah, look, uh, John asked the question, hypothetically, what do you have to lose? Uh, You have to lose a shot at the three quarterbacks at the top of the draft, to be Mm -hmm. honest with you. Uh, I I, I heard, I forget who it was over the weekend, uh, a podcast. Uh, Oh, it was uh, Bucky Brooks, who you do the Wednesday afternoon (laughs) show with, and Daniel Jeremiah on Moving the Sticks. And they think, right now, That Lawrence Fields and uh, the Lance kid, uh, Trey Lance from North Dakota State could go Mm -hmm. one, two, and three, right? Um, This is a year where there are quarterbacks at the top of the draft. So if you are not a good football team and in need of a quarterback, it's not a bad year. In fact, it's a very good year to play out the season and accept what you are and then go and solve that problem next spring, right? Uh, You can call it tank for Trevor or the old suck for luck or whatever you want to do. I'm not intimating Mm -hmm. that they are doing that. This is a good year if you need a quarterback to get the quarterback. So you do have something to lose if you go out there and win four games or five games, which would be outrageous performance from Jake Luton. I mean, it would be huge, Mm -hmm. but it would be bad for your franchise because it's pushing you down the ladder. And this franchise has done it way too often over the years. They have fallen away from where quarterbacks were to win five games. Oh boy, five games. Not a playoff team. Get your quarterback. As I watched yesterday, I saw um, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. And even Tua, who did not have a huge day statistically, but I watched a couple of throws and him move in the pocket and went, wow. Uh, I'll talk about Drew Locke in headlines and the way he played in the second half. And you just look all over the AFC and there's exciting young quarterbacks. I'm tired of not having one in Jacksonville. This is the year to get your quarterback not to win five games.
1: Yep, we're at the point of the season where we have to start at least addressing somewhat the draft position of the offseason, so I am with you, Brian. Those are our big things when we come back. Some Bernie Woodfire Grill hot takes going into Jags drive time on a Monday morning.
0: With over 100 years of experience, Duval Motor Company knows experience counts both on the field and under the hood. That's why all of their service departments are staffed by certified professionals who take pride in servicing any make and model, not just the vehicles they sell. Keeping your vehicles on the road is what drives Duval Motor Company. They know how much you depend on your car, and you can depend on them to put service first. Any make, any model, any location. DuvalMotorCompany.com without notice equal housing opportunity
2: why do you choose Farah and Farah? first we have the financial resources to take on any insurance company and our track record proves that we know
0: how to win our attorneys and staff are a team and we've worked together for decades to us our job is much more than just a paycheck we love to help and this is important we never forget
3: it's not about us it's all about you. Farah and Farah, Jacksonville.
0: Jags Drive Time is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. By Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing healthcare for good.
1: Fair reminds you to continue to wear a mask. Help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Fair and Fair protecting you and your family since 1979. We're back on Jags Drive Time Monday morning, which means we have Bernie Woodfire Grill hot takes going into the last nine weeks of this season. And who do we have? Let's go, uh, Brian Sexton coming up against the Houston Texans. Got a hot take for you.
2: Yeah, and I think this is the best matchup left on the schedule. Look, I mean, it... If you really wanted to look at Luton and say, he's your guy going forward and see him have success, if he had gone in in week two, maybe you would be able to say, okay, he's making some strides. But when you look at the matchups left, I mean, beyond this one, and by the way, the Jaguars have never beaten Deshaun Watson when he has started against him. He came in and finished opening day 2017, but they have lost the last five times they have faced Deshaun Watson by an average of 14 points. Why do I say that this is a good matchup on Sunday? It's a division game, and three games ago, it was 13-12, and the Jaguars failed on a fourth—pardon me, on a two-point conversion late in the fourth quarter—and had a chance to win that ball game. But other than that, Deshaun Watson has befuddled them. But it is a division game, and they're not playing very well. So I think that is. But you just look at the quarterbacks—the quarterbacks that they face coming up at the Packers against Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers. Baker Mayfield wasn't great yesterday, but he threw five touchdowns the week before. They go to the Vikings. Uh, They won in Green Bay yesterday. They're playing really well. Uh, Ryan Tannehill has played exceptionally well for the Titans this year. You get Lamar Jackson. We saw what he's capable of yesterday. And then Nick Foles and Phillip Rivers. I mean, the quarterbacks alone make this a murderer's row of a schedule for a Jaguars team that's not playing well anywhere right now and potentially starting a sixth-round rookie quarterback who didn't get any time in the preseason. The Jaguars face a division team that they know well on Sunday. I think this is the best matchup left on the schedule for them. Doesn't mean they can't win any of those other games, but if you're looking at one and going the the Jaguars are going to get this one. This one on Sunday would be the one to say that about.
1: Very, very true. And I don't know if you can say we're going to get this one for any of them, but I agree with you, this week looks to be the most probable. All right, John Ozier, what do you have for your hot take?
3: Well, hot take is uh, don't rule out the possibility (laughs) that Minshew has started the last game this season. Um, And again, you know, I've gotten emails, you know, why do you and Sexton hate Gardner Minshew? Why are you guys so down on him? It's all I hear. this is not an anti Minshew take necessarily. It's just that right now, if Luton or if Glennon, and I'm not gonna rule out the possibility that Glennon starts, but if one of those guys comes in and plays well, and the offense looks like it can go downfield, if it looks better doing some of the things that we've all talked about that Gardner doesn't do, you know, sometimes in the NFL, there's this adage, you don't lose your job due to injury. I don't know that that's necessarily what this is. I don't know that it comes into play here. I think if Luton or Glennon or if the offense looks better, I don't know that it's an automatic where you go back to Minshew. You know, it's not breaking news, but this is not a case where if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, you're going back to him automatically. I don't sense that's the case here, but I do get the idea this quarterback position for nine games, buckle up. We're going to be watching it, Brian. (laughs) Can I jump in here, Ashlyn? And I know you're going to get to your hot of take. Course. But A
2: couple of things. First of all, in, in the, in, during the Blaine Gabbard era, I took a lot of heat for believing in Blaine Gabbard. I saw the physical package and understood you know, he was a smart guy. And I kept looking forward, and, and people hated that. right? And now you look. I mean, he had all the physical characteristics, and Gardner has none of the physical characteristics. So if you wait too long uh well you just loved him too much and if you jump when it's right now nah, you just don't like it very much i said it last week yeah. i'll say it again every week that he's in jacksonville it's not personal we need to see a quarterback in jacksonville that can be the man i don't see that when i look at gardner Minshew. so it is absolutely there's no hate involved i like him very much as a person a little bit of interaction that we had with him last year before we went virtual this year it's not hate folks you got to have the quarterback. Forget, hey, it's a business. This is pro ball. It is not college football. It's all about having the man. And the Jaguars have to find their man. John, one other point. And you, you kind of alluded to it. You said, you know, it, it, I don't think he won the job. He can't go back to the job that he didn't win. He had the first seven weeks to say that's Gardner Minshew's job. He didn't win it. So it's not like he's losing his job. His claim this year was to claim it for himself. He couldn't do it put Luton in there now and you know the other thing is that thumb it doesn't just heal itself you know in two weeks or 10 days mm-hmm. he could have trouble gripping the ball the rest of the way this could be a lingering issue for him so he's got to take care of himself in his future and make sure that he gets it fixed right and doesn't try to rush it back
3: mm-hmm.
1: couldn't agree more it'd be a totally different story if this team had four or five wins and he was playing well exactly. and it looked to be somewhat like he was the guy but it's not where we are right now all right my bernie wood fire grill hot take plays a little bit into big thing three which was what cameron do to turn this team around get ready for a team going for it on fourth down for the rest of the season doug marone says he's done crazier things before than going around and turning this team around he's seen it at syracuse beaten the odds and his says we're going outside the box for the rest of the season Gardner Minshew and company spoke after the Chargers game about how much they love that doug marone Went for it on fourth down and and went for it on two-point conversions and said, we love when our coach puts trust in us. That is not just a one-week thing. I expect that for the rest of the season. And frankly, you have to. With this roster the way it is, and we're going to hear hopefully some updates on injuries, you're at the point where you have to be aggressive. You have to take chances. The players seem to like it. Doug Rohn said buckle up. It's going to be a crazy nine weeks. So, Brian, it plays into a little... A big thing three, Doug Rohn is forced to be aggressive, but I think he's okay with it. The players seem to be okay with it. So fourth downs, two-point conversions, LaVisca in the slot, LaVisca taking snaps. I don't, I don't sure. know what it is, but it's going to be a crazy couple of nine weeks. They're going to have to get creative.
2: Well, John and I were covering the league in 2008, and you were living in South Florida, I believe, at that time. When Tony Sperano, the late Tony Sperano, whose son, by the way, is on the Jaguar staff, so if you want to start connecting dots, uh, grabbed David Lee, who was his quarterback's coach, who had been at Arkansas the year before, and they came up with the Wildcat. And they went into New England, and Ronnie Brown, a running back, took direct snaps. I think he scored four rushing touchdowns that night and threw another one. And they clobbered the Patriots, and they beat them 38-13. Um, to that was, that was the Wildcat era, and it was fun. And it was different because, you know, it wasn't a very good Dolphins team and they didn't have a quarterback and they had to try something different. Well, the Jaguars find themselves in that position. You know, the quarterback that they did have has a broken thumb and they've got a rookie who's never played a down in any kind of NFL game. So why not at least put the opportunity out there to use LaVisca? And that was the name that came to mind or anyone else for that matter. Maybe James Robinson's played a little quarterback somewhere in his football past. He's had such a good year.
3: Why not?
1: Yeah, and John, I can't help but go no to last night's.
3: What? What do you know? Or kicking, put Lambo and <laughs> Cook on uh, on injured reserve, save for yeah. next year. No punt, no extra yep. point, no field goals, all on side kick. Awesome. Oh. <laughs> That'd be fun.
1: Sign me up. I'm here for that. That would be exciting to watch. All right, those are our Bernie (laughs) Woodfire Grill hot takes when we come back. Some ozone mailbag here on Jags Drive Time.
0: With over 100 years of experience, Duval Motor Company knows experience counts, both on the field and under the hood. That's why all of their service departments are staffed by certified professionals who take pride in servicing any make and model, not just the vehicles they sell. Keeping your vehicles on the road is what drives Duval Motor Company. They know how much you depend on your car, and you can depend on them to put service first. Any make, any model, any location. DuvalMotorCompany.com
3: Hey Jacksonville this is Joe Deeb from Bono's I just want to let you know that we have now reopened all of our dining rooms we appreciate all the love that you have showed us during this crisis for over 71 years we have been here for you through good times and bad our award winning barbecue and our unbelievable staff look forward to seeing you soon be safe
0: Change without notice. Equal housing opportunity. Jags Drive Time is presented in part by Dream Finders Homes. Homes that fit your lifestyle. Next Grill. Everyone's invited. And a Deco, Visit AdecoUSA.com.
1: Jags fans, you could win big alongside the home team when you buy a ticket to the Jaguars 50-50 raffle presented by Duval Motor Group. Even if you can't make it to the bank on game day, you can buy your tickets for, from anywhere in the state at Jaguars5050.com. As a bonus, the tickets are buy one, get one prior to kickoff. Visit Jaguars5050.com today and buy your ticket. Who will be the next big winner?
3: We're
1: back. Jags drive time, Monday morning. Here was some ozone snapshot. We're going all the way to Las Vegas. Cliff, what do you got for us? Well, I understand the state of the franchise as it pertains to this season. Any chance you can see us as buyers during the trade deadline if there were a corner, defensive tackle, or tight end that would help next year? John, the trade deadline is tomorrow afternoon, so if so, they better get busy.
3: Well, it... If there was going to be something that happened, it would probably happen tomorrow as the trade deadline approached. I don't see the Jaguars as buyers. Uh, I kind of get the point of the question. If there was a young guy who you thought might help in the future, I don't think they're going to be trading to bring players in. And I also don't know that there's anybody left to trade to try to trade for draft picks. They've already done that. So I'd be surprised if there's movement, uh, maybe something minor for a draft pick coming in. But I don't see it.
2: You know, the only thing you'd look at it is if there was a Minka Fitzpatrick kind of guy. But if you recall, that cost Mm -hmm. the Steelers a top 10 pick. And the Jaguars aren't going to give that up. Anything else that is available, you'll find in the draft next year. You'll get your own. You'll protect your salary structure. Because remember, when you trade a pick for a player, you're also trading cap room, right? Sound financial processes. A way to take on someone else's contract that you're going to have to either pay or re-up and pay. It's much better to go get your own unless there is that special guy. I mean, Mika Fitzpatrick has been a star for the Steelers and the Dolphins just threw him overboard. They got a top 10 pick for it, but they, you know, you're not going to see that kind of thing happen. And the Jaguars aren't trading their top 10 pick next year. They're drafting a quarterback.
1: No, no. And the Jaguars are in a good situation with their cap, so I agree. Leave it the way it is for now. All right, here we go. Chapel Hill, Gabe. Please tell me now that if the Jaguars have one of their top two picks of the draft, they won't pass on a quarterback based on the belief that Minshew is a franchise quarterback who would have proven himself if it had not been for this thumb injury.
3: Well, rest easy, Gabe. That's not going to happen. <laughs> That's not what this is. And again, I'm not trying to be you know, cute in that answer. I've gotten a couple like this, you know, people who aren't quite, you know, engaged with it. That's not what this is. This is not a case where the Jaguars are gonna look at it and say, well, Minshew had a lot of these traits before the thumb injury. He, the arm strength was pre-thumb. The questions that, unfortunately for him, dog him We're pre-thumb. This is not a case where you're not sure what he is. So I don't think that's a concern. You know, it's not a
2: case where all of a sudden things are going to change, right? When I was a kid and I wanted to be a journalist, I admired Peter Jennings. I wanted to be Peter Jennings and sit on the set of ABC World News Tonight. It was a long time ago, folks. Things were much different. Um, But I was never (laughs) going to be that guy, right? Uh, Instead, I'm a football broadcaster. And I'm working in Jacksonville, Florida and enjoying my life. Uh, the same thing is going to be the truth for Gardner Minshew is that he is not a franchise quarterback. I think he's going to play in the NFL for a number of years. I've, I've likened him, I think, to Jeff Garcia. I think he can find himself in the right spot here or there and do some fun things. But he's not the elite guy. It doesn't make him a bad person. It doesn't mean he can't play in the league. It just means he's not the elite guy. And I don't think anybody's looking at him now and going, well, maybe he'll show us the second half of the season if he gets healthy. Or maybe in 2021, Gardner Minshew will show us that he can be the elite guy. He's just not. It's just, the truth is the truth is the truth and it's the pure defense. It's time for this franchise to go find their franchise quarterback. The good news for them is in this year in which they are not very good on the field, there is very, or there are very good options available to them in next spring's
1: draft. Yep, the sample size is what it is for Gardner Minshew. They've seen a lot of games from him, and it is truth be told. Agree with you, Brian. All right, let's go to Chris. Considering the Jaguars have given up 30-plus points in six straight games, is this the worst team the franchise has ever fielded? The results are unbelievable. It seems like the offense is too talented to let this happen, John.
3: Well, I don't think it's the worst team, and I'm getting a lot of this because everybody's sort of hooked on the 30- Points in six straight games. Remember, Mm -hmm. this is a much different offensive era overall around the league than it was in the 90s, even the 2000s. So, you know, yes, they're giving up an absurd number of points, but in this day and age, if if you're bad on defense, you're going to give up a lot more points than if you were bad on defense in 2001 or whatever the year you want to pick out. And I also think there's so much more young talent on this team than there has been on some past struggling Jaguars teams. Maybe the record won't wind up showing me right, but I think there is more on this team to give you hope going forward than there has been on some past Jaguars teams.
2: You're exactly right, John. The 2012 roster, if you go back and look at it, uh, was bereft of talent. There just wasn't much there. Uh, This roster, as we have talked about, has lots of good young talent. The problem is people want to look at a blanket. They want to say 2012 or 2016 or 2020, and they don't look at individual situations. And if you go back and look in in the game against Houston a couple of weeks ago, had the Jaguars offense been able to function inside the red zone, you have a different outcome, right? Uh, Same thing at moments of the ball game in Los Angeles. That's where the quarterback comes back in. People... The quarterback, the trigger man, makes it all work. He overcomes situations where the defense might be weak, right? But gives them the ball inside the 20, scores a touchdown, then takes over the game. The quarterback makes it all go. The one thing we know about the worst teams in Jaguars history, 12, 16, 20, right? They didn't have a quarterback.
1: And you're starting to see those draft picks from 2017 and 2018 start hitting their stride. So there is potential on this roster and hopefully future years. All right, when we come back, some NFL headlines presented by Brian Sexton coming up on Jags Drive Time.
0: Hey Jags fans, we all know Duval is a big place and you need to get a lot of mileage out of what you drive. That's why Duval Motor Company puts service first. They don't just sell great cars and trucks, their service departments take care of your loved ones by providing maintenance and repair for every make and model, even the ones they don't sell. They've got all of Duval covered when it comes to your ride. Any make, any model, any location, DuvalMotorCompany.com.
1: At ViStar, we believe in better. And that means treating people better with friendly, personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952 a smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch, an online or phone chat for those quick questions, and a call center that's open every day. If you believe that great service is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. A lovely day here in Jacksonville, cool, crisp air in the fall of November as we get ready for NFL headlines. Brian Sexton take it away. Oh,
2: you're speaking my language. I was like my golden retriever when I hit the uh, the garage door this morning. I jumped that cold <laughs> air was um, invigorating. There's the right word. Okay, let's start with this one. Um, how about drew lock? Uh, he went off in the locker room yesterday. And then went off in the second half. Now, look, he's the young quarterback from Missouri that was a second round pick last year by Denver, but he didn't get to play a lot in 2019 because of a thumb injury, of all things. And um, he really hadn't looked great. In fact, until yesterday, he hadn't thrown a touchdown pass since opening day. He had two interceptions in a loss to the Chiefs and two interceptions. In a win over the Patriots, and in the first half yesterday was a scintillating 9 of 15 for a total of 60 yards for the Broncos' offense. But he went in at halftime and challenged his teammates. He's a young guy. He didn't started a full season yet. Came out in the second half. I think he was 24 of 28, threw three touchdown passes in the fourth quarter. And the Broncos came away with a big win over the Chargers, who were surging a little bit after the win over the Jaguars. Um, talk is, is cheap. He went out and proved it yesterday with that big win. Uh, how about the guy in Chicago yesterday, Javon Wims? He wigged out um, and attacked the defensive back. Have you seen the video, if you haven't, go find it. Uh, he was ejected from the game. What was interesting was after the game, Matt Nagy alternately said we can't have that, which every coach has to say, and then defended the kid and his character. Uh, but if you watch the video, you're wondering all about that. You just didn't see a whole lot of examples of it i mean it's a sucker punch open hand to the face mask um the saints kept their cool the fight got broken up it it was a scene there was fighting all over football so i think you saw a little bit of that with your gators over the weekend as well and our final headline today is always I, i forget what it is so you need to throw it up there for me stone cold and that's tomlin time um mike tomlin has the pittsburgh steelers off to their best start since drum roll please 1978 when they won the third of their four super bowls in the uh, steel curtain era so congratulations i mean first of all it's only the second 7-0 start in franchise history which is amazing considering how many great steelers teams we all have watched especially teams that have come here and played in jacksonville however here's another note and as john likes to say It'll be a story until it isn't. And we talk about black head coaches and, you know, we've seen black gentlemen get their opportunity to be head coaches. And we're still talking about black coaches and not being enough in the league. Uh, This gentleman, though, is now the winningest black head coach in NFL history. Uh, Mike won his 140th game yesterday and that passes Tony Dungy, a man I know you have great affection for. Uh, John, and he is now the winningest coach. And, I mean, that's more than John Madden, just to put it in perspective for people. I mean, this gentleman has won a lot of games. Final thought on the Steelers and him, you realize that since 1969, the Steelers have had three head coaches. All of them have won Super Bowls. Chuck Knoll, Bill Cowher, and now Mike Tomlin. That's the kind of consistency that makes a okay. franchise great. Now look, from 69 back to 29, They had no consistency at all. They didn't have a single winning season. So you can turn this thing around if you have the right people in the right places. Mm -hmm. But congratulations to Mike Tomlin, who uh, was little known when they pulled him out to be the successor to Bill Cowher and has firmly put his name among the greats in the game.
1: Yes, absolutely. A great accomplishment. And John, I'm going to go to you. Maybe you can help me with that second NFL headline. My mother purchased socks for me that says, boys are dumb, throw rocks at them. I don't understand, <laughs> when you have a helmet on, why you punch people with a helmet on. Like, I will never get it. And we see it week to week. Maybe it's just me, yeah, but I've I'm lost understood. on that one.
3: I, I never <laughs> understood. I, I, I was in a lot of street fights when I was a kid, Shalynn, so I'm, I'm an <laughs> expert on this. Um, I, I have no idea, I've never understood it, and. I also don't really understand why after about the age of 17, you fist fight. But that's, that's the world we live in.
1: Maybe that's just Jags Drive Time. Maybe we're the oddballs out. All right, Brian Sexton, <laughs> well done on NFL headlines. That is our show, Thank you. Jags Drive Time. On a Monday morning, we'll be back Wednesday. Stay tuned. Head coach Doug Marone meets the media 2 o'clock today. We'll see you there.